viewed as a good or bad thing. We're in a period of like overstimulation. So every day, every day when as soon as you wake up, you hop on your phone, you see the best of people because people only put their best on social media. So you you hop as soon as you wake up, you hop on social media, you see like, oh, this person is making this much money. Oh, this person is amounting to these goals. Like this person is doing all these great things. So it, it can kind of wear on you, make you feel like you're not doing enough or you're not good enough. So a lot of times that intimidates people and stops them from wanting to start things. But you have to think like all these people that are, are achieving these things, they started somewhere, you know, exactly. like a podcast, whether it be a podcast, whether it be playing professionally, getting drafted and all that stuff. Like they all started somewhere. So it's like if you want to be successful, you have to start somewhere. And if you do something for long enough, there's and you really like are passionate about it and you take the steps to be successful at it. There's no way that you won't succeed. Hi, my name is Prince Daniels Jr., and I'm a former NFL running back, an author and thought leader who lives by the mantra, nothing is impossible unless you truly believe it is. I found the Game Beyond the Game Talk That Talk as a place for thought-provoking and inspiring conversations with professional athletes discussing life's transitions. Game Beyond the Game is an ecosystem for professional athletes to cultivate the mindset to discover their overall purpose and vision in the game of life. And now, it's time to talk that talk with your MC, Stan Pearson II, and myself, Prince Daniels Jr. Today, our special guest is Ikechuku Owebu. And if I did that wrong, I certainly want to do it right. <laughs> but appreciate you so very much, Ike, who is more commonly goes by Ike and is a first-generation African-American. He attended the University of Maryland as well as Wagner College, where he played football in his time at both schools. He is the founder and owner of They Apparel and Men's and Women's Activewear brand. I love that, Men's and Women's Activewear brand. He enjoys performing comedy. He's funny. I can't wait. All right. Uh, cooking, don't cooking, it's Man, too late. D- cooking delicious <laughs> meals. We are we cooking delicious meals. He's a chef too. All right, I hear you. All right, and working only on, on the weekend. Only on the weekends. I like this. He's training us already. Don't ask me for anything unless it's a weekend. <laughs> and he didn't shy away from it, Stan. He just he just told you only on the weekend, though. Yeah, leaning, yeah, into exactly. that, leaning into that and working on his podcast, the iconic podcast, where seeing is believing and dreaming becomes achieving. Please welcome Ike Owebu. What's happening, Ike? How you feeling? How you doing, man? You I'm doing great. Doing great. Feeling great. I'm happy to be here with y'all, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And full disclosure, folks, especially if you're familiar with Georgia, he originally, had he stayed in Georgia, you know, he got up in the DMV area, but word on the street is Powder Spring would have been in trouble. There would have been a record holder by the name. Uh, 100%. Of Ike exactly. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. I say, you know what? Doing it ain't bragging. That's my dad always tells me. Coming like doing it ain't bragging. So y'all lucky, y'all y'all McKeith, yeah. y'all lucky. yeah, we know, we know, we know what y'all doing. Marietta, all of them, all my boys from <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they talking it. Talk your stuff, Yeah, we don't mess around. So officially, Ike, man, how are you feeling this afternoon? I'm doing pretty good, man. You know, got a good workout in this morning. Um, answered a couple emails. Just, just been uh, trying to make the best of today. Love it. Love it. Always love to hear that. And really quick, we won't jump into it. No pressure. But obviously you're an athlete. But I do want to ask in the in the uh, in the intro, I mentioned obviously comedy and cooking. So where did those loves come from? And then we're going to just jump. We're going to go back to the future after this. But, you know, where did those loves come from enjoying comedy and cooking? 
So I would say on the comedy side, I've always been like the one out of my peers that's the goofiest, you know, always making jokes and just make people laugh. That's been my, my best form of communication since I was younger. And being a first generation African-American and um, like just having really strict African parents, you kind of got to find ways where, you know, you might not have the flyest shoes, you might not have the flyest fit. So you got to find other ways to, you know, make people gravitate towards you and make people like you. So for me, it was just the jokes, like just making fun of myself, making fun of others and just making fun of the situation. And then uh, honestly, just I continued to cultivate that. And then once I got into college, I started to actually, you know, do comedy shows and, you know, go to different places and, and make skits and, and be a little more um, actionable with with being funny. And then that's where that's where it came from there. And then the cooking, you know, yeah. you know, the, the ladies love the food. The best way that you know. <laughs> you said it. You said it. The ladies love the food. So, you know. I love to eat. They love to eat. So once you once you just start, you start testing different things out, figuring out what works, and then you just build your um, rapport, what you can make, and from there you just get better and better until you become like me and you can make five star meals. <laughs> I love it. Do you become do you too like me? You gotta aspire to be. I'm up here. You gotta aspire to get up there with me. You feel me? <laughs> we gonna be cool. We gonna be cool. <laughs> Look, I love the confidence, man. It has to have happened in the household when you were uh, growing up. We're going to have to segue right into it, Stan, because okay. I definitely want to point out a couple of things that he mentioned. But mm-hmm. I want to ask you, and can you tell our audience, what was it like growing up um, in an African household, one, and then two, uh, making it to, um, to, to play football mm-hmm. in college? Yeah. Yeah, man. So I would say growing up in an African household, in the moment, it feels like, Every day you just you fighting for your life, you know. You just fighting hands, you fighting hands with your parents because um them being born in Nigeria, my parents were born in Nigeria personally. Them being born in Nigeria, their experiences are so drastically different from what you've experienced. So what their views on what is right and what their views on what you should do might be a little different from what you feel that you should do and what's best for you. Having grown up in the United States, which is um a blessing in its own way. So I would say honestly, um. Just a lot of headbutting, a lot of finding ways to get around things, um, a lot of when your parents might not necessarily want to get you something, you finding a way and being resourceful um, and finding a way to get that or get something done or to do something. So like me personally, my parents didn't even want me to play sports. I didn't get to play football. I didn't get to um, wrestle or run track or do anything until I got to high school because, you know, my parents were super like, read your book, focus, focus, focus. You know what I mean? So. I would just I continue to have that desire and that passion to play sports. Um, and I held that and I was working out, you know, I'd be outside throwing the football around. And then once I got to high school, they kind of really couldn't um, stop me because they provided football programs and athletic programs through my high school. So as long as my grades were good and, you know, I was able to stay after school and participate in different sports and activities and, you know, just closing that gap each year, you know, coming in as a freshman, I didn't know too much. Um, so just working hard, getting bigger, getting stronger, learning more about the game, and then just closing that gap as I got throughout high school to um, get into college, which was another hurdle, getting to college and then closing the gap in college because a lot of those folks had played since they were like seven or eight. So mm-hmm. I was even behind the curve there. But, you know, I like having um, adversity. It honestly makes me work harder. It makes me work my best. So it was a blessing in disguise. Education yeah. first. Yeah, That's for sure. <laughs> exactly. Everyone knows that. If you grow up in an African household, are you the only child? 
No, I have um two brothers. Oh, so I know yeah. it was difficult for you to grow. Yeah, I was the youngest. Yeah, I was the youngest too. So, uh, they they saw me as the knuckleheaded one because my my um my other brothers were super smart. Their grades were crispy clean. I I was like the B student, so they they thought I was. A, <laughs> I like that. They thought I, like that. <laughs> they thought I was reckless. Hey, hey you come on, like, hey, what is this? It's like they, a, it's a B. A B. <laughs> this B's are for bullshit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> God forbid you get a C. God forbid oh, you get a C. That's the end of the world. Hellfire rain down. You will see that. You will see that. Exactly. But do you think, yo, as you caught up, as you mentioned, you're a little behind, let's say, certainly from an athletic standpoint, understanding the game in high school and college and the physical, physical stature as well, as you grew, got stronger. What was the adjustment, let's say, socially, Along with the get, like, what were the, the biggest things you had to adjust to socially? Now you're part of a team, high school, college. What was that like? Yeah, um, I would say for me personally, I, I was always like a super sociable person. So I was never really, um, I never really had issues making friends or, you know, talking to folks. So as soon as I got into that team setting, it was like just... I'm working and then folks will gravitate towards me because, you know, I was a hard worker and like I was just about my business. And then from there, I, I began to cultivate relationships and build lifelong friendships from there. So um, I, it was it was pretty smooth for me, honestly. Dope, dope. But how well do you and your brothers get along? Me and my brothers, we're, we're tight. We're, we're all close. We're super close. When we were younger, we used to like butt heads. And I was always the one with the little temper. So um, I was always the one. And I've always been the one that takes more risks and, you know, is like more outgoing and more open to doing things that might not necessarily be the safest. But we all have our own personalities for a reason. You know, that's what that's what makes us us. Love it, man. Love it. So you so we're talking football, obviously comedy, Mm -hmm. chefing it up. Are there any is there anything that Ike doesn't do? You know, Bo knows is there anything that Ike doesn't do? People always ask me that, and my answer to them is basketball. I'm trash at basketball. I can't shoot a ball to save my life. I mean, I'm, I'm big and bulky, so they just throw me in the paint. They're like, "Hey, just get the. Re- I'm gonna get you some rebounds." You feel me? I don't care. I don't care if I'm five. I'm five nine. I don't care if they're six five. I got grit. I'm gonna get the rebound one way or another. So I would say basketball is, is what I'm not good at. That's that's the one thing I. I Definitively can tell you I'm not good at it. You're, you're the last one picked on the table. Exactly. Like, the last. Okay, I'm really guy, but I'm, I'm going to run. He's going to hustle. Yeah, but I'm they actually hustle. want you on the team. They need somebody right. to hustle. You need to hustle. Exactly. I'm going to shoot some defense. I know my lane. Like exactly. it, man. <laughs> Appreciate I'm going to get in the way. You feel me? Right. <laughs> oh, I hate me. you on the court. I hate you on the court. <laughs> <laughs> Whose man is that? Oh, then you're going to make the layup, but nobody expects it. I get it. I've seen I know you. I know hey, you. Exactly. And then I make the clutch shot. You know, they <laughs> the I'm, no one's checking me. I just shoot that joint out of luck. Drain it every once in a while. Like, who, who had him? You know? <laughs> Yo, man, absolutely love it. So you mentioned that you've always been, you know, outgoing, sociable person, clearly a smile on your face. You know, did that come from it? Is there anyone else in your family who's super outgoing? Because I know you mentioned coming up strict. So how are you able to cultivate, you know, that good spirit, you know, on a regular? So I would definitely attribute that um, to my cousin. So I had a cousin that was a, a little bit older than me. He was about maybe um, seven or eight years older than me and he came to the united states when he was um 
maybe in early middle school. So like um, by the time I was like 12 or 13, he was um, pretty Americanized. He had graduated college and stuff like that. So he pretty much saw the that I had and he saw a lot of similarities between me and him. And he was like, let me teach, let me like teach him game and, and put him on game and show him like the opportunities that are available to him. And he's been a big mentor to me and has always um, motivated me and supported all the things I, that I wanted to do since I was younger. So, and he, he's funny like me, we have the same type of personality. So I feel like he was definitely someone that, that pushed me to be how I am today. Nice. That's beautiful. Yeah. So as we talk about, you know, growing up, were there any difficult times? Like, again, from, you know, as you had these different transitions, you mentioned into high school and to college. Were there any times where you just felt down or frustrated? Like, when when did those happen? And, And how did you kind of rise above the noise of that stuff? Yeah, so I would say like the introductory periods of both high school and college were pretty rough for me because, you know, coming into high school, uh, I didn't know too much about football. And like, you know, I always had a desire to play football. So when I got to high school, I'm thinking like, okay, I had a vision in my head for what me playing football was going to be. And then, you know, I get there. I'm obviously undersized. I'm, uh, I don't know too much about the game. So I didn't play too much my, my freshman year, but I took that as motivation going into the offseason. And I was like, let me just Every, what everybody else is doing, I'm going to do times two and times three. So I really made a commitment to, you know, try to be the best player that I could be going into those uh, future seasons for my sophomore, junior, senior year. And then from there, I was able to, you know, build a leadership role amongst my team, you know, gain the trust of my coaches. And then ultimately, you know, become a team captain my senior year of high school and, you know, be a team leader and just someone that my coaches could rally around. And then the same thing could be said for when I got to college. You know, I was super behind the curve when I got to college because my high school, um, my high school prepared me for college football, but not to the extent that I um, would have liked. I got to college, you know, there's dudes that's bigger, faster, been playing football for years. And I was super under-recruited out of, out of high school. So, you know, that was just the culture shock, the speed of the game and everything was just smacked me in my face. So, you know, from my freshman year, I came in with the class um, and then I was like, I'm just going to work super hard and try to, you know, close the gap and then get to their level and then from there try to excel. So that, that was just my mindset. I'm always like, I get slapped in the face, knocked down for a quick second. And then I start to like figure out like how, what can I do day by day, brick by brick to, you know, improve my situation. And then from there, you know, that's how you make progress ultimately step by step. Heck yeah, Prince, man. Go, because I mean, I know you have something else, but does that sound familiar at all? Like yeah. kind of as you... And everything that he said is yeah. Great. Prince is my twin. We twins, bro. <laughs> man, when you know, it's the, it's that when you first step on the on the college field, um, and your coach they make you run like a twelve minute run or something, where you're like twelve minute run. What's that? And they're just like you got to yeah. run around the track so many times, and then after that we're gonna have practice. So mm-hmm. that that's that's like <laughs> adversity at its finest because it's like, well, hold on, what? I just exerted all my energy. Now we're gonna have practice. It's like seriously, yeah, dude. Man. And so, you know, it make you question yourself if you want to play or not, man. Mm-hmm. So um, what are some of the things that allow for you to stay focused on, on on those goals and not deviate from it? Because did you get did you get recruited to Maryland? Um, mm-hmm. So how, and, and like, how did that process work out? Did you get recruited to Maryland? Did you just walk on? Um, and yeah, then so decided to train, you, know, you, go ahead. you can go ahead. Oh, and then decided so. to go to another school. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when I, um, out of high school, I was like super under recruited, um, out of my um, county and out of my high school. So I was blessed enough where, um, I had a connection from my high school that was able to, you know, reach out to the coaches and, um, they, uh, had me on as a preferred walk on. So then I got to Maryland when the new coaches and, um, that was his first recruiting class, the coach that we had had at that time. And then I got to Maryland and then, um, so we were there with those coaches from 2016 to 2019. So when I came in, our 2016 class was like, this was the pinnacle. This was the like first recruiting class that our coach was going to build with. And then every year, dudes started falling off, you know, like super talented dudes that, you know, could have, you definitely could have like built a program around, could have been professional athletes. Like they just didn't have the grit because a lot of them never had really experienced adversity. They had gone to high schools where, you know, they were, you know, state champions, didn't really lose games for um, talented teams and stuff like that. But like every year you just see more and more guys leaving until my last year, it was only like a handful of us, like maybe five or six of us that were from that original class, two of us being walk-ons, my my best friend Olu, he was a walk-on too. So, and then when I left, we put him on scholarship too. So, but I just was kind of impatient. I was like, I want to play, I want to go somewhere and, and play. So I went to a school that was giving me a full scholarship Um, and then I didn't wait it out. But my bro Olu got on scholarship. So it was a win in my book, honestly. <laughs> man, that's dope, yeah. man. So how, how did your mind transition? How did you transition, you know, going to the, to the new school, going to Wagner? So it was a, a shock for me. So Maryland, you know, big school, um, plenty of amenities, you know, access to a whole bunch of things, resources, big games. When I got to Wagner, it was a, a more smaller, more intimate setting where, you know, we didn't have many as many amenities, you know, not as as many as many fans, not as big of a stadium um, as Maryland. But at that point, I've always been one that's like super self-driven. So even at Maryland, where they offer you like trainers and strength coaches and stuff like that, I've always been one that's super self-started, that's self-motivated. You know, I never really relied heavily on um, the staff or um, for most things. So when I got to Wagner, it was just like, just pick up where you left off. Everything that I like I had a process at that point. Like I knew I stretched in the, before I went to bed, you know, knew I had when I had to get treatment, when I had to eat my meals, time to study, study hall, different things like that. So when I got to that smaller school, it was like I didn't really need anybody because I've been I built those habits while I was at the University of Maryland. So it was just mm-hmm. picking up where I left off. From there. Incredible, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Stan, I think you're on mute. I, I absolutely am. I absolutely am. <laughs> yeah. But I'm back. <laughs> I actually wanted you to read my lips. It's something that I do during the shows to see if you all are paying attention. That's that's okay, number one. Got you. <laughs> got you. So, so I, I won't even ask you how old you are, but you're still a young guy. But thinking back to, again, high school, is there any advice you would give, you know, to the, the younger, younger you that could mm-hmm. help you today or that would have helped you, let's say, while you're in college? Um, I would, I would say a piece of advice that I would give my younger self is like everything that happens to you happens for a reason. You know what I mean? You can, you, what people waste a lot of time feeling sorry for themselves or just like just dreading sorrow or blaming others. But like, if you think about when you, when you say the word issue, you, if you slow down the word issue, you hear it's you. So if you just focus on yourself and focus on what you can control, then you'll find the best outcomes happen as opposed to just blaming everybody else. I know folks that I played football with in in high school that are going to blame our high school coaches for the rest of their lives. They're going to tell their kids and their grandkids kids. But the best thing to do is just, man, maybe I wasn't working as hard as I could have. Maybe this is what I could have done better. And then you can apply those things to 
to think to other things in your life in the future so those things don't happen again. It's you. It's you. That's heavy. That's heavy. All That's... your problems, man. All your problems, man, That's... is you. Even, even if it's not you, just taking accountability is a sense of empowerment. You know what I mean? Just you have power over what is happening to you as opposed to just feeling like outside circumstances are, are controlling you, you know, for your mental state. For sure. Yeah, that's super insightful. Now, you know, it's crazy. This is the part I feel like my, the age shows. But I feel like now it's just a different time. Like now mm-hmm. is a different time. Things continue to evolve. What do you yeah. think are some issues that, again, young people, heck, I'll, I'll narrow it down to you. Let's say young black men are facing presently that, you know, it's sometimes it can be difficult to have a great mindset to be willing to have that, you know, that it's you approach where you have accountability. What are some major struggles that you think that young black men are facing today and what they can do to overcome those things? Mm -hmm. I I feel like personally, we're just in a period of and it's it, it can be viewed as a good or bad thing. We're in a period of like overstimulation. So every day, every day when you wake up, you hop on your phone, you see the best of people because people only put their best on social media. So you you hop as soon as you wake up, you hop on social media, you see like, oh, this person is making this much money. Oh, this person is amounting to these goals like this person is doing all these great things. So it, it can kind of wear on you, make you feel like you're not doing enough or you're not good enough. So. A lot of times that intimidates people and stops them from wanting to start things. But you have to think like all these people that are achieving these things, they started somewhere, you know, like a podcast, whether it be a podcast, whether it be playing professionally, getting drafted and all that stuff like they all started somewhere. So it's like if you want to be successful, you have to start somewhere. And if you do something for long enough, there's and you really like are passionate about it and you take the steps to be successful at it, there's no way that you won't succeed. So I feel like for young black men. Just if you have a passion or you have something that you want to do, especially being my age, just start it, you know, make mistakes as you go and learn. And then from there, you can continue to cultivate that, that idea and make it something worthwhile for you. Now, what's your age? Me, I'm 23. Yeah, 20, <laughs> I'm 23 years old. Boy, you got some wisdom about yourself. Got some, I'm not going to ask too many questions. We out here cooking, athletic, working out. Got his own clothing line. <laughs> Watch out, line. streets. Watch <laughs> out, streets. <laughs> when I say the boy got his own money, the boy got his own money. <laughs> man, we proud of you, man. That's beautiful what you're doing. I appreciate man. it. Thank you. And the inspiration. Yeah, man. Like, wear, wear your crown with pride, man. So this is For beautiful. sure, for sure. That's That's dope. Thank you. Yo, really quick, we did not get into, and I'd like to, the, the clothing line. Mm-hmm. What inspired this active wear men's and women's clothing line? Yes. And how can folks find it? Per, like, how can how can folks uh, wear it? Mm-hmm. Hey, I want one. <laughs> nah, I definitely got to get y'all fitted soon. Don't, don't even worry about it. I got a package coming your way. But so, oh, so I, I've always had, um, you know, the desire to have my own brand since I was in high school. But you know, when I was in high school, I didn't have, you know, the resources, didn't have the money. I just honestly didn't know, you know, I was still finding myself when I was in high school. So when I got to college and I was at the University of Maryland, you know, I'm on a team full of 110 folks. I have a little influence, you know, people are coming to games and kind of know who you are around campus. I was like, hey, um, I feel like I could I could do this. I could start a clothing line. And then when Kevin Plank came and spoke to my team and he was telling us like, hey, I sat in these same chairs you sat in. I was doing the same workouts you um, you were doing. It kind of really like lit that fire under me. And I was like. Man, if Kevin Plank can do it, why, why can't I? You know what I mean? So I decided to make a clothing line. 
um, athleisure wear for men and women. Um, I honestly wanted to make pieces that I felt that I would wear because I was constantly wearing Under Armour, like playing, being a college athlete, you're wearing sweats, slacks, things, things of that nature all the time. So I wanted to make pieces that I felt that I would like and that my teammates would like. And then from there, I knew, you know, my teammates would go on to play professionally and then I would continue to build connections while I was at Maryland and then going to Wagner in New York. So I felt like it was just something good for me to do to continue to cultivate where I could take that post football and then um, make it work out for me. So, yeah. That's what I, that's, that's the origin story of my clothing line. That's dope. D- d- describe the wear. You mentioned kind of under, describe the wear. If I'm like, huh, what is mm-hmm. it, what is it like? Is it kind of like the Under Armour vibe? How, you know what I'm saying? How do you describe <laughs> your, your clothing? Yeah, like, like, I was, exactly. I, 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 well, I, I'll say, you know, when you put on Jordans, you feel yeah. like you play basketball. Yeah, you know, you sure. play basketball. yeah. <laughs> nah, I feel you, I feel you. <laughs> like, so how, I does, say, how do you feel when, when you put your clothes on? Hey, I mean, you feel like swaggy. You feel dope. Like everybody hey. that wears my clothes, everybody that wears my clothes, honestly, um, they they say that they love it. A lot of my clothing has like reflective accents. I've always liked like the 3M reflective um logos on clothing, so I try to always put um a logo or two that is reflective on the clothing, and it's just like it's fashionable, it's functional, functional, like just clothes that you can wear to work out, also, and wear to like walk down the street or like you know. Go to the mall, different things like that. So that, that's, that's, that's my goal at the clothing line. That's what I'm gonna continue to do. Anything that comes to my mind, I just you know throw it on, throw it on the shirt, throw it on um, a piece of clothing, and then I've been doing it for a little while, so I kind of understand the fabric blends that are that best that are the longest lasting. So it's quality Love stuff, it. man. I done put, I put the time in for sure. <laughs> hey, it looks, hey, I'm, hey, you know, I do my research. It looks quality. I checked it out. Yeah, it looks yeah. quality. Fly yeah. like the colors. Okay. okay. All right. Like, like Lululemon to me. Oh, yeah, it's quality. I, see I ain't even started yet. It's still, it, there's still a lot of things that I, I want to do with the clothing line. I'm still trying to just build a foundation, build a structure, and then from there I'll start to expand it and really get creative with um, different logos and different blends and colors and things of that nature. So I'm looking forward to it. And then getting my getting all my bros that play professionally in, and then it's, once the name Im- another thing that I had in mind was that I knew student athletes would eventually be able to get paid for their name, image, and likeness. So I'm like, I'm a student athlete right now. I know the struggles of you know not having bread, you know being an athlete and kind of being exploited by the NCAA. So I was like, you know, when, let me cultivate this clothing line and continue to build it to the point where once a student athlete can get paid, I can all automatically, you know, be signing them and like having them wear my clothes. And it'd be like the yeah. brand made by athletes for athletes. So that was the bigger picture for it. So I'm just waiting for that NLI to, to come through and them to pass that legislation so things can really get going. So that's what's yeah, going to yeah. take me to the next level. That's dope because sure. that's on the books. That's, that's yeah. they're kind of discussing that in present time. So we're speaking it's, it into existence. Yeah, for right sure. Now. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Prince, man. What's hey, on your mind, man? Hey, it's not FUBU, it's FABA. You know, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Four athletes. Four athletes. Four athletes. <laughs> I need a, I need to, I need a trade, uh, copyright that before they take it from me. Go, hey, go, 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 go and get five by, baby. <laughs> by the domain. And so then it will go, it, you can have that domain go directly to Via Apparel. That's the best one I would do, but I always buy domains. Like some people buy shoes, I buy You've been able to like sell one for like a, a, a decent amount. I know that there's like a business in that. There's a hustle where people make a good amount of money buying and selling domains. 
Yeah, the reason why I started is because I met a dude that was selling domains for like 30K. I haven't mm. sold any. I'm holding on to them like stock. So I have some that started like 12 bucks and now they're up to $1,000. So I have a number mm. of them that are up is, is in terms of what they say they could sell for. I probably yeah. have, I have several that could sell for over $1,000. So now I'm just kind of holding on to them, making maybe the keywords more popular to see what happens. It's just a different game that I never thought of. Then I just keep buying them. So if I if I hear something that sounds familiar, I'm like, huh, yeah. that makes sense. So as soon as you mention, I'm like, oh, that would be dope. I would, right, anyway, yeah, yeah. so just something to have because sometimes, That's I mean, dope, the domain yeah. costs, it costs 12 bucks. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, most domains cost 12 bucks. The really catchy ones, you know, cost more, obviously, but you could still call a broker and maybe they discount it to you. Or the owner, mm-hmm. I had a friend that bought a domain that was a grip. But he actually got in contact with the owner of the domain, kind of talked to him about what he wanted to do with it, and he sold it to him for pennies on the dollar. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, even those relationships wow. in that sense, yeah, definitely a game. Definitely a game that I did not know existed, but I own a, a bunch of them. <laughs> on a bunch That's of them. I might tap in with that. <laughs> yeah, why not? You know what I'm saying? Why not? Why not? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. Prince, man, any final thoughts or things you have on your mind, man? Yeah. So, Ike, mm-hmm. Ike Chuku, Ike talk Chuku. Talk to me, talk to me. I have to say your name because I love it. <laughs> um, uh, uh, what do you want your legacy to look like in the, and in the future? Probably when, when when everything is said and done, what do mm-hmm. you want it to look like? What I want my legacy to look like. Hmm. Yes. So I would say. Um, a lot of people that my age, you know, they want, I want to be rich. I want to do this and do that. But like for me personally, I just want to, I want my legacy to be inspiring and teaching the younger generation and those around me. All the, all the knowledge that I gain, I don't gain it selfishly. I gain it so that I can spread it and share it. You know, knowledge is meant to be shared amongst others, you know, so everything that I learned, I try to, all my trials and tribulations and everything that I've experienced, I try to um, impart the wisdom upon others so they can learn from it and not have to make the same mistakes. You know what I mean? So it's like, now that I'm getting older, like, just like how when my cousin, I came to the realization a couple of months ago, like my cousin was my age, you know, like really all the, the small things that he did, you know, taking me to the movies, you know, getting me haircuts and different things like that. That stuff was, it meant so much to me at the time. And he probably just saw it as like, yeah, I'm looking out for my little cuz. But like those things really, I still remember that stuff to this day. Like I still remember my fourth to fifth, my fourth to sixth grade teacher, you know, she was the one that really first saw something in me and she would like keep me after school and have me open her grade papers and different things like that. I still text her every day on her birthday to this day, like thanking her for all that she's done for me. So like those little things, they really mean a lot. So what I want to do is have that same impact upon others and, you know, the younger generation. So I'm trying to get myself established and continue to learn and continue to grow so that I can be, you know, that, that person that provides wisdom and provides value to others. So my legacy is just going to be sharing wisdom, sharing experiences, and then impacting something greater than me, honestly. Man, that is incredible. One, one more, one more question. So, your hair, your, your your lineage, your heritage comes from another country. Have you been back to Africa mm-hmm. before? Yeah, I've been a couple of times actually. Yeah. I went um in 2016. I went um in 2012, and then I I went when I was younger. So I've been about three times, and I plan to go this December, hopefully. God willing. Nice. Okay. So, 
you how do you give back do you go mm -hmm. back do, do whenever you go home do you actually give your, your time your service mm -hmm. do you give items clothing you know how do you give back and what's your definition of giving back um so my relationship you know with my heritage initially you know growing up like being african and being nigerian wasn't necessarily the coolest thing but as you start to go home and visit and you you get older you start to realize how important having a structure and, and having background and having heritage and culture is so that's something that i had slowly built a relationship with as i went home and just understanding how rich the you know nigerian culture is and the culture of my parents and, and my family is so um every time i go home i try to learn a little more i try to be a little more comfortable and um I'm, as I get older, I want to, you know, start to develop programs because there's so many, so many talented folks back home in Nigeria that just, you know, never get to see the light of day because they have lack of resources, lack of education, just lack of opportunity. Um, one of my one of my close friends, Namdi, that played at the University of Maryland with me, a couple of them actually like folks that came from Nigeria, someone sponsored them to come to the States to play high school football excelled immediately you know they 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 didn't even play football back in um in their home country <laughs> in, in africa they just they look like really athletic dudes and then they brought them here there's plenty there's plenty more you know that that don't even get to see the light of day so what i want to do is you know with my resources as i get older start to provide more opportunities to folks so you know they can see the light of day and their voices can be heard and their minds can be spread throughout the world you know so that's that's my goal so man keep being that bridge, bridge. Keep being <laughs> for that sure bridge. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's heavy, man. I really appreciate you and the great insight. It's always again, it's refreshing just to know how much we think and how thoughtful. As I get more specific and intentional about my language, like how thoughtful and intentional black men are, and young black men beyond that, because that's not always a narrative that's shared, and certainly not one that seems to be most popular. But it's always yeah. it's funny because we know it exists. But it's exactly. always amazing we can get that thing on wax and have and people have a chance to listen to how we yeah. think, how we feel, and what we want for us collectively and knowing exactly not just where we came from, but you know, what we look to to grow from, as you mentioned, you know, going back and just learning more because there's absolute there's power in knowing where you came from. And for so sure. it's it's amazing that you take full advantage of that. So sure, any final yeah. Ike, any final thoughts from you? Where can people find you? I know we have your information on the ticker and everything, but how can people learn more about you, connect with you, buy some of your apparel, all of the above? Let us know. Yeah. So my Instagram is Ikechuchu, so I-K-E-C-H-U-C-H-U. Um, my website is Bay Apparel, V-E-I-I-A-P-P-A-R-E-L, and the Instagram is that handle as well. And um I also have a like a finance and financial literacy page called Economics. So I K E C O N M I C S. I can you can tap you can, you can tap Put the X on the end of Yeah, you can tap in with me on those platforms. And yeah, if you see me, pretty talk to me. I'm always trying to you know talk to folks and just. To share with economics, you you, you have branded the hell out of your name. I'm trying, I'm trying. Iconic I'm podcast. Exactly. I cannot. Brilliant. Look, 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 look Stan. Let me let me say something real quick. When Please. he said in high school he was just talking about brands and thinking about brands, I was like, in high school, I don't even thinking about any of that. Stuff. <laughs> That's I, everybody you know, always telling me that. We was listening to DMX. I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you know, we were talking about brand. We're like, what? 
You're wired different. Yeah, they've always everybody's always told me like I'm they they feel like I'm supposed to be born in another generation, but I just see it as a blessing, honestly. And it's like a fire under me. There, everybody's like, you're so ahead of the curve. You gotta, you know, you're gonna be by the time you're 30, and that that just for me, honestly, that makes me feel more pressure because it's like. I, now I really can't be complacent. I got to make sure that when I'm 30, I'm exceeding my expectations as well as others' expectations. So I'm just trying to keep my foot on the gas and make sure I'm where I want to be personally by as, each year as I get older and, and achieving the things that I want to achieve, as well as just being happy and just enjoying yeah. life and just being present in the moment. So, in this, by the way that you use a technological yeah. man, bro, this is this is I, I'm, I'm inspired. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this, and this isn't something that you asked for, but I'll just say, uh, because it's interesting that the pressure sometimes, again, in life, we, we have our own wits, right? Then we come in contact with people, and then they go, Here, exactly, here, take you know this, the whole day. Yeah, exactly. take this way too. I just say, be you know, feel free, you know, to prove yourself right before anyone else. For sure, feel free to enjoy the journey, because I can tell you this, and it's 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 a cruel joke. I think life plays on us. The better yeah. life gets, the faster it goes. I'm sure 100%. Prince remembers. Yeah. Being, <laughs> Prince probably remembers being 23. I certainly remember being 23. Anybody exactly. probably, like you know what I'm saying? It's like, and then you get again. You laugh more. You love more. You meet mm-hmm. more people, and then pew, time is gone. Yeah. But uh, that's why it's uh, it's awesome that you leave your footprint everywhere you go, but yeah. continuing to enjoy the journey sure. along the way. That's why I like the struggles too. I like the struggles because when you're struggling, life is going slow. And it's like you really got to sit in time so that when life starts going fast, when things are, are going well for you, you can really cherish it. You know, if you don't experience sadness, then you won't ever know what happy, like true happiness is. You know, if you don't experience like struggle, then you don't know what succeeding feels like. So when you're down, you just got to really enjoy, not even enjoy, because that sounds kind of sadistic, but no, you really no, got to no, like, no, 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 yeah, you got to take, you, it's enjoy, enjoy, like, it. enjoy, enjoy the struggle, you know, enjoy the enjoy adversity, because the then when you up, it's going to feel great, and it's going to go by fast, and you really got to be present and, and understand what you're enjoying, so, yeah. Yes, yes, maintain that frequency, maintain that energy, let let people know, exactly. enjoy that struggle, because when you enjoy that mm-hmm. struggle, and you endure that, man, you come out on the other side, it's like, you're going to be up, yeah, yeah you're going to be up, <laughs> People want to ask you, like, why are you so happy? And you can just tell them, like, when I was struggling, I was happy too. But I'm exactly. even more happy now that I'm happy. So, like, that's I why I'm really happy. Cherish it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's sure. a, that's a great point. Some people don't understand. And again, this is not a knock because everyone's on their own journey. But some people don't understand joy. So to see yeah. people, as I've gotten older, I enjoy seeing people have a good time. But some people don't understand what it took to get to that good time. Mm-hmm. And I think the more, we, again, the more we understand that piece is not something to be upset about. It's something to learn from. Like, I know if my, my good friend Odell tells me, if your blessing just hit and we're friends, that means mine is right around the corner anyway. Exactly. So exactly. We, 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 we all, all win. win. We all win. Exactly. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Prince, man, any final words for you before you get out of here? Yeah, my final words are continue to keep doing what you're doing. Be mindful of the words that you use. You know, as you continue to grow, your words are going to change. You're going to be mindful of stop saying trying and saying Mm -hmm. I'm doing because there's a huge difference. You know, make sure that you believe in yourself continuously, uh, no matter what insurmountable faith. Faith and fear cannot exist in the same realm. 
So make sure that you always have faith. When you ask for something, you shall receive it. Know that you shall receive it and work into it. All right. Don't say, let me just, when people say, when, when people just take it as compliments, when people give you compliments, don't think it as added pressure. Just see it as something that's just like, it's just adding validity to what your idea or your mind has projected. So sure. be mindful of that. So let me say that one more time. You know, don't see it as pressure. See it as confirmation, validity, mm-hmm. you know, for your idea that you projected to become a reality. And you live into that. You lean into yeah. that. You become that. And that's my final words, man. Keep enjoying yourself. Keep living life, man. Keep being the king that you are and wear that, wear that crown with pride. Thank you. I so, appreciate it. Ikechuku Owebu. 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 I did that for me now. <laughs> Thank you a million times for joining us, you know, for sharing your story, being so transparent, and just really dropping some heavy, heavy jewels on us today. For those of y'all watching, no problem, man. You're so welcome. Uh, you know, for those of y'all watching, please don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to Prince Daniel Jr. YouTube page, and you can join us here every week. Tuesday, Game Beyond the Game Facebook page at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, make sure your next move is your best move and uh, make sure to also to capitalize on those iconic brands that you have right in here. Appreciate y'all, man. I, 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 did you do that on purpose? I appreciate it. I needed to hear that. I needed to hear that, too. I'm on it. I'm on it. Hey, I... I well, I've watched you. I've watched you from the mountain. From the mountain. <laughs> now you didn't got him. Now you didn't. Now you got him. I got you. And that is why I, your body, king of the job. I accept your challenge. <laughs> <laughs> man, y'all have a great day. <laughs> y'all have a good one, man. Have a good one. Smelling love life. Peace, y'all. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you're notified when a new show is posted. And please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. To learn more about our events, courses, and other programming, check out GameBeyondTheGame.com. Thanks so much for listening. Peace.